Good afternoon. It is the fourth Friday of the month, and that means it is time for Literary Ashland. I'm Michael Neiman. And I'm Ed Battistella. And as usual, we have a few announcements here. Yeah, it's a, things are starting to uh, get into that fall literary scene. So um, tomorrow, Saturday, September 23rd, Cripple Creek Cellars is hosting a Words and Wine event um, from 2 to 5 p.m., and some of our some of the guests that we've had on the past will be reading there. Um, we'll have Michael Neiman is going to read from his international thrillers, um, featuring UN investigator Vladimir Vermeulen. Actually, it's Valentin. But I'm sorry, okay. <laughs> Valentin Vermeulen. Um, Carol Beers will read from her new Pepper Cane mystery, mm-hmm. and Sharon Dean will be reading from her book Cemetery Wine. Okay. Um, And there'll be music and, of course, wine. Um, And then Monday, October 23rd, Andre Debuse, the author of The House of Sand and Fog, Townie and Dirty Love, that's three different novels, um, will be at Chautauqua Poets and Writers at the Ashland High School at 7.30. And tickets are available online or at Bloomsbury Books or Bookwagon beginning today. Okay, and the Willamette Writers uh, have started off their Saturday event series again in Central Point. And on October 7th, Laurel Van Fassen will present Web Publishing and Social Media, Creating an Online Presence. That's the morning workshop. The afternoon workshop will focus on writing for the web. And there is a fee associated with the afternoon workshop. That's it for the announcements. So, and we've got sort of one more announcement that will come out of today's interview, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, Today, our special guest is Todd Davies. She's the author of the History of Arcadia series, featuring the books Snotty Saves the Day, Lily the Silent, and The Lizard Princess, and also the cooking memoirs Jam Today, A Diary of Cooking with What You've Got, and Jam Today 2, The Revolution Will Not Be Catered. Uh, She's also the editorial director and publisher of Exterminating Angel Press right here in the Rogue Valley and has worked as a screenwriter, film and television producer, social activist, and more. Um, But today we're going to talk about her work on the Friends of the Hannon Library Board at SOU, um, and she's heading the team organizing the Ashland Literary Arts Festival which will be held on October 28th at the Hannon Library. So welcome, Todd. Welcome, Todd. Thank you. Hi, Michael. It's fun to have you back. It's always nice to see mm. you guys. Thank you for being so literary. <laughs> it's hard to, hard to be otherwise sometimes <laughs> um, these days. Um, well, what is the Ashland Literary Arts Festival? Tell us. What, what is the Ashland Literary Arts Festival? Well, it spells a laugh, um, which was Steve Scholl of White Cloud Press's idea, which I thought was a great rebranding. Uh, a lot of you might know, already remember the Ashland Literary Festival that was happening at Hannon Library on the SOU campus, I think the last five years. Mm-hmm. It was um, a, a, re, a locally focused event, um, which was great with lots of great local authors. This year... The library said, would you all like to consider expanding it out? We, we, we in the Rogue Valley, publishers in the Rogue Valley, um, 
are also a part of a larger group called Cascadia Publishers, who are independent publishers all the way up to BC, Canada, and all the way down to Oakland, the Bay Area, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So, and they have all been pushing for a place to meet, and we're halfway. So we said, okay, what if we go beyond books and call it the Ashland Literary Arts Festival? Also include music lyrics, film, documentary, graphics, comics, and just see where we get to and have publishers have the tables and have writers do the readings um, and see how it goes. And there was a tremendous amount of enthusiasm for that. I mean, the minute I mentioned it, in fact, to the Cascadia publishers, they were all like, yes. And there's 20 independent publishers coming down from Port Townsend, Copper Canyon Press, which is a, a quite well-known poetry press is coming. Uh, Ooligan Press, which is the Portland State University Graduate Training Press is coming. Um, Catapult Press, which is a tremendous press, which also includes Counterpoint and Soft Skull. Catalyst Press from Oakland is coming up. I mean, we've really, there is a lot going on. Um, so that's it, October 28th, 10 to 4. And then from 4 to 6, we'll have a film in the Mies Auditorium. So we're we're sort of trying to see how it goes this year, and maybe next year we'll expand campus-wide. Oh, good. So it's going to be broader in terms of who comes, and then also broader in terms of people getting a little bit outside of the library and seeing some of the, the lovely campus. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and the Schneider Museum is going to be a partner next year. Um, they didn't have time to get it together this year. It was our fault, because we didn't mm -hmm. think of this idea until June. So, But next year, I think we'll probably be in the Student Union. But this year... We have many creative activities going on in the library, as you see from that right. wonderful list you've got in your and, hand. And right. I see it, it's right before Halloween. So are there, what are some of the special Halloween-related events? Maybe? Well, my, my personal favorite is the Wonder Woman costume contest and karaoke contest. Mm -hmm. uh, come dressed as Wonder Woman. We're going to give prizes. Mike Madrid, the author of The Supergirls, uh, The History of the American Superheroine, will be judging, along with Laura Kimberly, who runs the Medford Library Comic Con. Um, two, two other authors. Let's see. Paula Block and Terry Erdman, um, who, who I believe were publicists for Star Trek at one point and have done novelizations for Star Trek and, and are Rogue Valleyites. Liz Eckhart, who's an SOU professor mm -hmm. who teaches... Um, who has a great interest in comics, that should be pretty lively. I think, I mean, if you've got your Wonder Woman costume all ready for Halloween, this is a great opportunity to come out and uh, field do, test do, it. Do a and trial run, yes. Make sure there are no uh, mm -hmm. costume malfunctions. I think that's very good advice. Mm -hmm. That's very good. And if you weren't thinking of going as Wonder Woman, now is the time to that's think right. of it. You've got still got a month to whip that costume together. That's right. Okay. And there's going to be a run on Wonder Woman costumes, so I would get started. Right. I'm going to invest in uh, golden lassos myself. Okay. <laughs> handcuffs. handcuffs. <laughs> the bracelets. The bracelets, the not bracelets. the handcuffs. <laughs> right, indeed. <laughs> what are some of the panels that you already know of? Well, actually, we've pretty much got the panels. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a, a writers and popular culture panel, High and Low, which mm -hmm. is also going to be Mike Madrid, Laura Kimberly, the same judges for the mm -hmm. Wonder Woman costume contest. Words Matter, Art as Advocacy, which is going to be moderated by Phil Boos, who is the publisher of the Rogue Valley Messenger. Okay. And it's going to include Elizabeth Woody, who is our Oregon Poet Laureate uh, and the only Native American Poet Laureate we've ever had in the country. And she's incredible. And she's wonderful to work with. Dan Burt No Bacon is going to be on that panel. Dan Burt is the, one of the founding members of the anarchist rock group Chumbawamba. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also going to be playing his latest album, which uh, his lyrics. Are, uh, our focus really is how story forms culture mm-hmm. and how changing story changes culture. And stories come in many forms. And Danbert's songs have many a story in them that are striving to change culture for the good, I think. Uh, we're also going to have an author named Mariana Hoggett on that panel who has written a book called Tolly for uh, young people, which has a social justice angle. She's going to be reading in the Cool Kids Corner as well, um, along with our own Matt Damon from Ashland, who's going to be reading some of his work. We've also got uh, So You Want to Be a Publisher with Ed Battistella moderating. Yeah. Um, Uligan Press is going to be there, the press that teaches publishing up at PSU. And also Laura Stan- Stanfell, who is um, the founding publisher of Forest Avenue Press in, in Portland, will be in that one too. And Chin Music Press, um, Bruce Rutledge of Chin Music Press. He runs a press in Seattle, and he also runs a bookstore uh, in Pike Place. So there'll be an opportunity to talk about what it's like to run an independent bookstore as an independent publisher on that panel. Yeah, so so if you're interested in, in publishing... Um, and social activism. This is a great opportunity to come out and talk to some publishers and writers and ask them, ask them questions. Mm-hmm. Find out what their successes have been, what their, you know, challenges have been, and as you say, how they see this idea of stories changing lives. Mm-hmm. Story and not stories changing. And we all have a voice, and we should all be using our voices. And this is an opportunity for everybody in Cascadia to gather annually and discuss how are our voices changing? How are our voices changing the culture? What are the stories we're telling? What stories should we be telling? Um, we're hoping to get a really dynamic discussion going out of the day. Okay. Are those all the panels or were there, were there more? No, there's more. Okay. But wait, there's but wait, more. There's more. Wait, wait, there's yeah. More, yeah. So there's the reality of fantasy. Mm-hmm. When Story Beats Fact, which, because I write the History of Arcadia series, I'm going to be in that. There's a bunch of us who personally think that the scorn that some uninformed people have for fantasy has got to be stopped in its tracks. Mm. So that's going to be me, um, Alina Ruggiero, who is the... uh, who teaches in communications here at SOU is going to moderate that one. Laura Stanfill, who's also written um, a, a fantasy mm-hmm. book as well as being the publisher of Forest Avenue is going to be on that. Jamie Yurden, who is one of her authors. And Jessica Powers, who is also the publisher of Catalyst. Um, but she has just published a, a, young, a young adult fantasy book, which is really great, with Akashic. And so mm-hmm. she's going to be on the panel as an author rather than as a publisher. Uh, then there's another one that I'm going to do. With our own Sarah Lemon, the Mail Tribune's food food mm-hmm. writer, we're going to do cooking with what you've got, and we are going to accept the challenge of a paper oh. bag filled with mystery ingredients. Oh, no. And Sarah and I are going to perform magic and cook with whatever so, is in that bag. The Iron Chef. <laughs> this, <laughs> Except they're all secret ingredients. I hope we can get this on YouTube. The Teflon Chef. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it 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 seems a, a little bit of a shift from from previous events in the sense that uh, I remember being on on two author organized panels over the past several years, and this year there were no options really for authors to put in for such panels. And is that is that because the broader range of the 
participants now? Essentially. that's yeah. be, Essentially, it's because we're shifting over to having publishers have the tables yeah. and to authors reading from their works mm-hmm. and being able to sell their work there. Yeah. We're going to have a table where people mm-hmm. can sell yeah, their books course, as well. Yeah. But we thought that... Um, Charging authors for tables was a little counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Uh, reading their work is there's no charge yeah. for doing that and mm-hmm. for selling their own yeah. work there. There's only a charge to the publishers mm-hmm. for their tables. Okay. And we thought that that would have more. You'd have more of a conversation that way because you've mm-hmm. got twenty. You've got twenty publishers on the first floor that you can go talk to, mm-hmm. um, and then three po- three poetry publishers on the second floor. Okay. The first floor is going to be uh, all publishers, all publisher tables. In the rotunda, you know, as you walk in, there is going to be a typewriter, old typewriter exhibit that John Yunker of Ashland Creek Press Mm -hmm. is curating. And also Chelsea Rose, uh, Mm -hmm. a wonderful archaeologist who works out of SOU, is going to be doing her presentation of the digs that she's been on um, and showing it Mm -hmm. on the screens in the library. And then we'll have the publishers. We'll have the cool kids corner. And then in the atrium, Dan Bertnobacon will be playing his music. We'll have Mm -hmm. the Wonder Woman contest. We'll have various other activities. The second floor is going to be almost entirely poetry. Um, Elizabeth Woody will read as well as being on the panel. Uh, Lawson and Inato is going to read. We've got a poet named C.S. Krasuski who's coming all the way from the East Coast to read, which is pretty great. Mm -hmm. He translates from the Polish and he also writes in Polish, so that's pretty fascinating. Uh, On the second floor, though, we also have the special collections room at Hannon Library. And we asked the head librarian of that special collections what she was the most interested in people coming to see. And she said, oh, the Shakespeare third folio, which uh, not that many people know we even have, that we have a third folio up there. So what we're doing there Mm. in special collections is we have a wonderful man in the Rogue Valley named Jeff Ridden, who performs as Shakespeare and indeed looks like Shakespeare, when he lets his hair grow. He is going to be back there dressed as Shakespeare, and you can take a selfie with Shakespeare and the third folio in the back there. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And then the third floor is going to be Willamette Writers and Timberline Review, and that the authors will be reading up there mm-hmm. as well as on the second floor. Okay. All right. In case you're just joining us, this is Literary Ashland. I'm Michael Neiman. And I'm with Ed Batistella, and we're talking to Todd Davis, who is uh, representing the Friends of the Hannon Library and heading, uh, who is headed the team that's organizing this year's Ashland Literary Arts Festival. I, and I just realized there, there's something sort of wonderfully ironic about having an archaeologist um, speaking in the rotunda along with an exhibit of typewriters. Well, she I, thought that too. Just, <laughs> she said, "Oh, that'll go I, really well with what I'm doing." <laughs> I, sometimes I almost I have to explain to people what typewriters are. Yeah, well, that was why John Yunker wanted to have the exhibit. He said, "So many young people don't really—they've never even played with a typewriter." And mm-hmm. and I know there's some things going on with community and consciousness. Some special some special guests around um, the idea of using writing not just to find your voice, but to to build a. A broader community. and We are actually kicking off. I'm really excited about this. On the Friday night, the Oregon Writing Project with Margaret Perrow is going to be presenting their writers from ages 8 to 13 and the work of those writers. And Molly Tinsley of Fuse Publishing will be moderating that. The next day, we have two exciting workshops, Bill Bigelow and Linda Christensen, teachers' workshops. 
I think, yeah, right, from the Rethinking Schools folks. They're both, they're going to have a table. Rethinking Schools is going to have a table on the publisher's floor. And then Bill and Linda are going to have, are going to be doing their workshops. Linda's panel is called, her workshop is called Teaching Poetry to Build Community and Consciousness. And she's very well known for this kind of work. Um, she, they're based in Portland, both of them. She, she runs the Oregon Writing Project up in Portland. So it's quite exciting to have her come down here. And then Bill Bigelow is going to be doing the Human Faces of Global Warming, Stories from the Front Line, which is his struggle and how you can get more information about environmental issues into textbooks. He's mm-hmm. actually said to me on the phone that it's quite scandalous how little accurate information there is these days in that's, textbooks. That's what I hear. Yeah, I think our students and the um, and the, the area teachers will be really interested in that. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're if you're a student or a teacher who's thinking of uh, working in education. Keep an eye out for that panel. And they're both really dynamic speakers, too. So they should be really exciting panels. We also have a panel, I mean, workshops. We have a panel, though, that is environmentally focused, which is one of of my favorites. The Greening of Literature, Environmental Writing to Enlighten and Inspire. Um, Ed Battistella is also moderating that one. We've really got Ed working on right. that day. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Midge Raymond, who you may know, she she is Ashland Creek Press, but she's also the author of My Last Continent, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic fiction um, piece of fiction about Antarctica and an mm-hmm. environmentally focused, really tragic, funny, romantic at the same time. I urge you to read it if you haven't. Um, Pepper Trail will be on that. Virginia Morell. Uh, and there will be uh, a special guest from SOU as well. I think with Midge, Pepper, and Virginia together, there really won't be much moderating that I'll have to do. I just have to sort of get out of the way. And uh, But because they, they're all great, great presenters. I'm going to be in the back in awe for that entire yes. one, yeah. So what's what's the time frame? It's one day long? It's one day long. It's from 10 to 4, which mm-hmm. is what it's always been. Yeah. Um, we, we may look at how that goes next year. But we're also spilling out from, mm-hmm. we're going to start spilling out from the library. From 4 to 6, we are going to have in the Mies Auditorium a screening of Alex Cox's Walker, starring Ed Harris, which was made during the, uh, the Sandinista mm-hmm. the Sandinista Wars, when the Contra, the Contra Wars, when mm-hmm. Reagan was... Um, clandestinely funding a war against the Sandinista government in Nicaragua. And Alex went down to Nicaragua and made the film with the Sandinista army, in fact, and Ed Harris. We're going to show that as um, a focus about how history is story, and it's who tells the story and what kind of story do you tell. And afterward, there'll be a panel with Andrew Gay of the communications department at SOU, Bill Golson of the English department who teaches the rhetoric of war, Alex Cox, mm-hmm. who's the filmmaker, mm-hmm. and Richard Herskovitz, who is the um, head of the Ashland Independent Film Festival, which is one of our partners okay. for the day. Excellent. So it's really all about stories, and that's been a kind of theme in your work for yeah, well, <laughs> for, for quite a while. I mean, I, yeah, well, I, I, the... I find I get a lot of I can I can get a lot of motivation for pushing this because yeah, of course, story story is culture, and mm-hmm. culture is not immutable. And we'll have some we'll have some of our local publishers there as well, right? I, we as certainly well, we've will. We've got folks coming from all around Cascadia, but some of the the great local. Local publishers will be represented as well. I know um, White Cloud Press will be there. White and... Cloud Press, Fuse Publishing, um, Exterminating Angel Press, Ashland Creek Press. Um, 
Blackstone Audio is going to be there. Rogue Valley Messenger is going to have a table. There's a couple of other. Why? Um, Anja Press, is that, I think? Flowstone Press, too, I think. I don't think they're confirmed. They're a poetry press. I think they're going to come. And I, I guess there'll also be some opportunities to work with local editors, and then people can sort of even get some find out about some of the consulting services and things that are there is there's one press is it luminaire luminaire press is coming um we thought that that would be a great opportunity for writers to talk to to talk to her about patricia about services that she has about self-publishing and about editing so she'll have the table there and be there to talk to people well, I was going to switch gears in the in the last few minutes a little bit, and also ask you what um, what else have you been working on? You've been sort of pretty uh, not wrapped up, but pretty fully engaged with the Hannon Library, the Friends of the Library, and the Ashland Literary Arts Festival, October twenty eighth. But mm-hmm. but you also do uh, other work. So what what have you been uh, well uh, in your all, free time? All of this happens in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I shut everything off. Mm-hmm. And what I'm working on right now is the fourth, the History of Arcadia book, which is kind of my Frankenstein. It's a post, it's a postmodern Prometheus kind of. Um, so I'm working on that. That got slowed up a bit when I broke both my wrists this oh, summer. Um, and every writer out there will re- will relate to this. As I saw the king size mattress that broke my wrists coming at me. What all I could think was, not my writing hand, not my Ooh. writing hand. Mm. But uh, And then there was an entire week where I wasn't allowed to write at Ooh. all with a typewriter or a pen. And I don't think that's happened since I was seven years old. It was a really eye-opener. So you, you broke your wrists flipping a mattress? Yeah. You're supposed to think the handcuffs off before you flip <laughs> yeah, I know, that's what everyone said. You know, that didn't even occur to me. Everyone, I'm like, what? Do I look like I... Yeah, and everyone's, yeah, you do look like that. So... Yeah, but, no. but you seem to be uh, fully okay. functional they're, now. And... I mean, I can type, so I don't care about so, anything else. As yeah. I told the as I told the doctor, I don't think I'm going to get up to house cleaning quite as quickly. That's but right. everything else that, is going to happen can, immediately. That can wait. Mm. But the history of our case. So this is a history of a fictional land. It's a history of a land that's vibrant, that's in the same space as ours, but it's spinning at a different vibration. Um, and they've discovered that they can send stories back and forth between cultures, and they're being threatened by an enormous uh, environmentally devastated empire that surrounds them, um, that want to t- wants to take over all of its resources. Mm. So they have these issues, but they're sort of a fairy tale land. And the enormous empire, even though they can see the centaurs and the angels and the, all sorts of fairy tale things that happen, don't believe in any of this stuff, and they wanted to eradicate it as well. So... Um, this is my my villain is telling this story because he has created a man god who he wants to have run the world. Genetic and genetic tinkering. Mm. So I'm working on that right now. That's really fun. Should be the Megalopolis versus Arcadia. Megalopolis versus Arcadia. And there's probably there's gonna be another one after this. I can already yeah, they're already ah, do you already, know. 
what the one after this is going to be? Just I'm just curious. Well, it's yeah. I'm I know who the heroines are, um, and I I mean they actually tell me these things. I didn't think I won't write them unless somebody's like talking to me. So my heroine, I have two young heroines, and they've written an evolutionary's handbook rather than the revolutionary's handbook. And it gets discovered at the end of this book, and then it will probably be the next book and be their story. Okay. Well, that's a nice, that's a nice mm -hmm. way to do it. That's a yeah. good. That's some serious planning for the, for the series. It sort of plans me. Okay. Yeah. Good. It's the, it's not really, if I have to plan it, it's not worth doing. Okay. And anything new on the cooking front? Yeah, I'm bringing out the, a revised and updated edition of the original Jam Today, A Diary of Cooking with What You've Got, which is sort of a cult cookbook memoir. And we ran out of copies in the warehouse mm. at the distributor. And so I thought, well, better revise it rather than ordering more copies. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to have copies of that because I just got them from the printer. I'm going to have copies of that at the, um, author at the, at the arts festival. It goes, it, pu it pubs next month, but I think it's just been released. So you can get it, you can get it pretty much anywhere at this point. And it's got new in, in, in new material. It's got a chapter on millennial cooking, um, how to cook bowl cooking. And then it's got- oh, not, not cooking millennials. But... No, I love millennials. I think millennials get such <laughs> but, a bum rap. But, but, but explain, explain millennial cooking. Well, millennials, as I've noticed, try to get a buy with as few possessions as possible, mm -hmm. which I think is wonderful. Okay. So I said, okay, here, chopsticks, bowl, pan, this is what you do. Bowl cooking. That's one of the reasons why bowl cooking, I think, is getting so popular and mm -hmm. wraps because- yeah. They're tasty, they're inexpensive, they're nutritious, and they don't take a lot of stuff to mm. make them. So I've got a chapter about how to do that. I've got a chapter on brining, which is my, I love brining everything. Mm. And then I've got a chapter called Weird Stuff that's everything from menudo, which you make with tripe. Mm -hmm. um, my personal favorite, because I was so impressed with myself for figuring this one out, Chinese takeout white rice pudding. In case you've never been able to figure out what to do with those little cartons oh, of yes. white rice oh, that come with your takeout, mm -hmm. I figured always, it out one it's Easter. That's always left over. That's always left over, mm -hmm. and I hate waste. Mm -hmm. Okay, I will have you know that my husband, who hates white rice, ate all of it and wanted to know if we were going to have it again. So <sighs> See, You can make a pudding out of it. You can make a wonderful pudding with coconut milk. Mm -hmm. Wonderful to know. Excellent. Uh, switching gears just a little bit, uh, where can people learn more about the Ashland Literary Arts Festival? Well, there is a website, but the website is a little um, spare on information mm -hmm. right now, mainly because we've been scrambling so much to get all of this together and everyone's working for free and everybody's working in their free time. So, mm -hmm. but if you go to the, if you Google Ashland Literary Arts Festival, mm -hmm. that will pop up. We're really looking for volunteers. We've got a wonderful volunteer coordinator, Shar Hirsch, who is um, also the volunteer coordinator at OSF. You can sign up to volunteer for anything, um, for any of these panels. I will try, we will try to get the information about the panels and all of the people who are reading up in okay. the next couple of weeks. Okay. So go Google or search for Ashland Literary Arts Festival on That's the right. internet. That's right. Okay. I'm going to volunteer to put the uh, ingredients in the bag for you and Sarah Lemon. Will you? I will. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> there has to be garlic. Uh, Both Sarah and I are really set on that. That's the one thing we're going to ask for. All right.
Well, I guess I get next month. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hoping you'll join us. Our special guest will be Clive Rosengren, who's going to talk about his latest novel, Velvet um, on a Tuesday Afternoon. Velvet, it's Velvet on a Tuesday. Velvet on a Tuesday Afternoon. Mm-hmm. Right. And in November, we'll talk with Robert Ariano about his book, the. Um, you have the title? Uh, Cuba Libra. Cu- was that, was Cuba Libra, yeah, right. Cuba Libra, yeah. Um, and in December, Ashland Daily Tidings publisher Bert Etling will be here to tell us about the state of journalism. Mm-hmm. He's so great. So, yeah. so unlike previous uh, episodes where we didn't know who was going to be here next month, we actually have the next three sessions planned out. So this is a first for the two of us. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me today. Oh, it was wonderful to have you. Thank you so much. All right, that's it for us here. We'll be back next month. And until then, good words to everyone. And have a great month. See you at the Literary Festival. Okay. Thank you.